The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terry. Welcome to OAA Now here on Sammy Terry, blog of the Dragons Insider, blog of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts of Between 10 Minutes on Oriental Television. I'd like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching on Oriental Television. Got Ian here this week here. Hey, man, what a crazy weekend for football. Or yeah. Friday night for football. My goodness. You got some cross-country highlights, too, this we week. We do, yeah. The county meet was here. Um, kind of crept up on us. Yeah, uh, it did. And so we have some some news on that. Uh, regional but, not that far, too. What's that? Regional not that far, too. No, regional, regionals are just around the corner, and, and they've changed it a little bit. MHSA has some pre-regional activity going on. Makes it really interesting. So, yeah, just for safety's sake. But I think the MHSA... MHSAA is doing the right thing, mm-hmm. but uh, what can you say about that football action on Friday, Sammy? Uh-huh. A lot of good games. Berkeley, Troy, Athens, and then, of course, the um, you called it the play of the year, what Caleb Croner of Seaholm did against Jaden Magnum. We got to um, talk about that. Oh, yes. That, that, that game has to be looked at in detail. Now, my problem with that game is I only saw it on Twitter, right? So... I'm watching. It'll the be score. on Birmingham Public Access. See, I can't wait to see it. It's one that you want to see. Uh, you do not want to, that game to miss was it. It was nuts. Nuts. <laughs> so, shall we get into the, Let's get uh, into the highlights. scores, hey? Mm-hmm. All right. OAA, uh, OAA Now Sports Update. Hey, we got some scores like we were talking about. Crazy game outcomes, close games, come from behind. Blowouts. We had a little bit of everything, but I just can't wait to talk about that play uh-huh. at Sea Home Girls. But anyway, before we get into there, um, let's see. Avondale 66, Pontiac 2. Is that a surprise? No. Not at all, but t- tagging 66 on the Phoenix is a pretty rough This is the second straight year they've done it to them. Yeah. Rochester. Are they for real? 54 0 over Royal Oak. Let me know in three weeks. Berkeley. Actually, no, this week and next week they got big games. Oh, yeah? yeah. Well, well, obviously we'll talk about that, too. Now, Berkeley and Troy Athens, that was an interesting game. It was a fun back-and-forth affair. Berkeley takes it, though, 22-20 to 20, uh, 20 over Athens. Berkeley is 4-0 for the first time since 2014. They trailed 14-0 at one point. Uh, Domzaliski. Yep, Ian Domowski. Domowski. you got to spell these Ian up phonetically. Yep, Ian and Jake. They're both brothers. <laughs> Three-yard uh, scores, that what it is? Or they mm-hmm. uh, combined for 15 points together, so the, the, the si- three super siblings. Lost. Yep, Athens lost three straight games by combined 15 points. Which is crazy. Yep. We've seen that happen before, though. Oh, sure. Ferndale 28-7 over Troy. They're back. They're back. Ferndale's back. They're back. Troy still having a hard time finding the end zone. Yep. Uh, Brother Rice 43-7 over Bloomfield Hills. Expected. Stony Creek, 23, Adams, 10. Stony Creek first win over Rochester Adams since 2013 and the first ever win at Rochester Adams. Uh, Cam uh, Bufford? Burford. Yep. Burford had 132 yards rushing for Royal Oak. For Stony Creek. Stony Creek, or Adams, sorry, excuse me. So that was an interesting game, too. We were, I thought it would be a little closer. Well, here's the thing. I thought. We'll talk about that game in more detail. All right. All right. Where are we at here? Uh, North Farmington. No surprise. 38-14. 
Farmington just having a hard time at this yeah, point. Yeah, they, they've been giving up over 35 points each game this year. Clarkston Lake Orion. My, My goodness. Clarkston 31-7 over the Dragons. DePillow 10 for 16, 191 through the air. And that aerial attack surprised the Dragons and was the difference in that matchup. I mean, it, they picked apart that Dragon defense. I could not believe it. Well, they probably it was the same game plan that Yuka Eisenhower did last year against them. Yep, and it worked again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooks, uh, what can t- you say? Four running touchdowns, you know what I mean? He was the sto- he, That offensive line was the story of that game yep. and took over, but give it to the Wolves. They handed it to the Dragons, 31-7. West Bloomfield at home against Oxford, 45 to nothing. Well, West Bloomfield's very good. Let's not forget that. Well, we know that. Uh, we thought the new look Oxford uh, Wildcats might uh, make a dent in there, though. Uh, what happens? <laughs> Southfield Arts and Tech, 33 to 6 over Oak Park. Oak Park continues to slide. That's a, that's a hard team to figure out how they've been playing. Yeah, and that's it for the football uh, roundup there. Um, like Sammy said, we do have some cross country. So uh, the county meet, uh, Oakland County meet, was held on October 9th and 10th at Kensington Metro Park, as it always is. OAE teams and individual runners did a very, did very well this year, as they always do. We'll start with the boys. In fact, the OAA made up uh, a nice portion of the top 10 overall individual finishers. Uh, Peter Baracco of Farmington was the overall champion at 1543.1 seconds. Stony Creek's uh, senior duo of Tristan uh, Brandenburg and Kurt Karen were third and fourth overall, propelling Stony Creek's team to a third place overall finish with 116 points. Congratulations to Stony Creek. Mm-hmm. Clarkston's Andrew Sesti was fifth. Nick Loren of Lake Orion was eighth. Um, let's see. Team results. Milford took the top spot with 88 points. Novi was second with 94. Stoney was in third, as we mentioned, at 116. Lake Orion, a surprise fourth, maybe? That was a good, a good, showing, for good showing for them. Still underclassmen, led by juniors, 166. Yep. Farmington, fifth overall with 178. Uh, some of the uh, final results for the women's individual races were uh, not uh, published at athletic.net. Um let's say, easily easily read. So we'll just do this. Uh, the women's varsity race was an eye-opener, though. Clarkston. And um, I do believe there is a team in particular um, with their performance last Saturday is announcing to the entire state of watch out. That would be the Lady Wolves of Clarkston. They blew away the field, taking overall team title with a ridiculous 83 points against that field. Ouch. Wald Lake Northern was second with 113. Milford was third. Wald Lake Western was fourth. And Rochester Adams was fifth. Good for uh, Rochester Adams there. The Wolves were led by freshman uh, upstarts Ava Iterahu and Alex Bream and seniors Maya uh, Bergman and Maddie Drennan. The pack running wolves are showing signs that they could make some noise in the postseason. That but could be dangerous. It could be, and they're back, right? You thought they lost so much last year, but let's see what happens. The individual overall champion was no surprise at all. Seaholm's Audrey Dadamio again. County champion with a uh, blistering the newly redesigned uh, Kensington Core 1753.6, Sammy. Sophie Novak of Lake Orion. Haley uh, Danan of Seaholm. All earned top 10 finishes for all county honors. Jeez Louise. And that is the roundup here at the OA Now. Jeez Louise. 17.53. Crazy.
Yeah, uh, she's uh, either the favorite or right there with uh, one other uh, to take the state title this year. She is on a mission. Uh, See home as a school right now. It's just. It's, they're on fire. They're on. I mean, like what? They, in that game, that game in Beverly Hills. Yeah, back to football. Back to football. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those. We were talking off off uh, pre show. I showed you the film of that my, play. My goodness, I didn't see that play. Um, like I said, I was stuck to Twitter. Yes. And mon- watching the Lake Orion game uh, mm-hmm. live, mm-hmm. you know, through on TV, and uh, that play you shared with that play, and I'm I'm announcing it now, Sammy play. Of the year. So set the stage for those who didn't get a chance to see it. If you're watching on Twitter, people knew that it was a back-and-forth affair. Yeah. So give us the rundown of how that game drove Seahome. Groves started a back of quarterback in this game because Jack Woods was out with an injury. Which never is usually a good thing. So, but they had a quarterback in there who was very good. So they threw, so Groves threw a screen pass. It was seven, with about seven minutes to go in the game. What was the score? 21-21. In favor of? In fa- it was 21-21. Oh, yeah. And then, um, I thought it said 27 on your no. uh, on your nope. clock. 21 then, tied. Yep. And then um, they threw a screen pass to Jaden Magnum, who is Groves' best player. Magnum's rushing 60 yards to the end zone. Looked like he was gone. Looked like he was gone. Crowd was going crazy. Crowd was going nuts, especially on the Groves' side. But here comes Caleb Crone, the quarterback for Seaholm, chasing him down. And then basically... Stripping the ball from him and the at ball like the at the five yard line or under around the two, two yard, yard line. line, and then the um ball just goes into the end zone, out of the end zone for a touchback, and that play changed the whole game because the next drive down, Seahome went down, led by a ten yard touchdown run by Jackson Vance, um to just to give Seahome that momentum. In that emotional swing, oh and my. that was an emotional win for Seaholm, knocking off Groves 35-28. I mean, like, that was just, it's the second straight time that they've won against Groves, you know, in about a span of a year. It's the second straight after prior to losing six straights. Yeah. Um. So. And we know the history of them back to the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And that district final was a blowout last year. Um. But, but that play. Yeah, that play. It's you don't see plays that like that that often. It's no. one of those plays that they're going to be talking about down there in Birmingham. forever. It's going to be one of those things that is now going to going into lore of how far did he run? Because it was he chased him. He down. was flat footed. Mm-hmm. The receivers in stride, and he ran him down, caught him he right him when he down. had to. He chased him down and punched the ball out. This is a monster <laughs> win for Coach Jim DeWall. Oh, yeah. Monster win. And when you look at what Seaholm has done, you know, last season, going to the state semifinal, having an experienced team back, it will, will happen in week one against Stony Creek, which is a huge shock. And then, of course, battling back, winning. You know, they've won three straight games. I mean, like, since that, since that Stony Creek disaster. I yeah. mean, like. Stony, I mean, Seaholm's a team that I don't think anybody wants to see in the postseason. No. Because, one, they run that Veer offense. And you know how many passing attempts they ran in that game against Groves? One. They had one passing attempt. Which, in this, was, uh, 
Oxford's former coach in the sidelines Bud helping? Riley, was Bud down there helping? No, they run a Veer offense. You know what <laughs> I mean? I know, but it's like you don't pass. Well, I, I, and, in the Veer, you know, you don't have to pass. And if it's working. Mm-hmm. If it's right? working, keep doing it. And they could, they had no answer. And we talked about the Veer. Mm-hmm. Said if you can't, if you can't get your feet under you and find a solution to that, you're gonna it'll chew you up it'll chew all you night up long. All in up. And that's what happened in this game. Now on Groves' side, I thought Groves played a really good game. I really thought that with Coach Brendan Flirty, what he did, um, yeah. I thought Groves played a really good game. Um, now the record is very dubious. You know, they're two and two right now. Um, they, I mean, like they've lost a ton of close games. I mean, this, but I think Groves is better than what people think they are. I mean, I think at the end of the day, when you look at Groves, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, now that district is going to be very interesting because you got Berkeley in there now, um, which could be really interesting. Um, <laughs> but right now, to me, the two best teams in that district right now are Groves and Seahome, especially when you look, especially with Seahome with the way they've been playing. Um, that was an emotional win for oh, yeah. them. Um, I'm a little curious to see how they're going to do this week. And their next Seahome. opponent is? They're at Clarkston. See? Yeah. This is. That's your reward? (laughs) That's your reward? Yeah, no kidding. I was going to say, this is one of those challenges. We'll call it a challenge, right? Every week's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Is that if for some chance they they can knock off the Wolves at their place? That's a big if. It is a big if, but it's one of those things that you go, whoa. It it would be a season-defining situation but right that, but you that, think they can that, carry that momentum but that play though against grove um groves play against your arch rival yes in on the road in their house yes that says a lot if if you guys you know listening out there if you can dig up that play where did you find that video i found it on um jeff corn um me and him we get along good we get along great um because that was it's shot the from the zone. end zone. Yes. It was, uh, I don't know, it was like a phone or... Mm-hmm. T- yeah, it was yeah. on the phone. It was, it was on the phone. It was insane. And whoever got that, great timing. Mm-hmm. Because at least it's on record. It is on record now. And it is something to see. The sound of that crowd going nuts. So it's like when it happened, he was in the it clear. It was like a tale of emotional <laughs> sides. You know what I mean? And you look at, of course, you look at Groves. They were about going nuts. Seahawks going like, oh no, here we go now. I mean, like. If Magnum would have scored that touchdown and made it 28-21 Grove, that, that game. flips that game, it would have forced Seaholm to basically throw in that game, we know, which is something Seaholm does Mm-mm. not really like to do. Yeah. Um, but um if that if that if if it flipped, you know what I mean? On Groves' side, you know, that's a whole different ballgame. That was like a tale of two emotions. Oh, absolutely. Game. It's pure pure it. joy to Once, agony. Pure, yeah, pure joy to agony. I mean, if you're in Maple Forest and White, you're you're in um, Cloud Nine right now. If you're in Green and Gold right now, you're and still. Black, I you're think still you're still in disbelief. In disbelief. Yeah, and the the unbelievable individual effort, and that goes to, you know, in football in general, and the coaches always say, "Play to the whistle." It's not over until you hear that whistle, and you give maximum effort all the time, mm-hmm. and that was a maximum effort play. That was, and a it was huge like play. sure will. You know, and My just God. the, I would love to have seen it from the stands as it happened in front of us. I think it would be going right to left, right? If we're in the home yeah, stands. Yeah, it was going like, yeah, from the home stands, it was going like right to left. Yeah, you're right. Right. And then so if you're watching it, it's like, 
what a play. And just as a neutral observer, you're going, what a play. And then, oh, my, boom, it happened. Yeah. He knocked that punch. Fundamentals. Yeah, that's all Football it is. Football fundamentals. fundamentals. Even though I'm mm. a little hesitant on playing a quarterback in, in defense, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? That's a little concerning that's to me. That's true. That's but true. But, hey, the, the best home. athletes were on the field, and what happened? Mm-hmm. It paid off. But you know what I'm really happy with, though? I want to go from Seahome Groves, yep. Berkeley, and Athens. Yes. This was a good game. I mean, like, yeah, that was... 14 nothing start for Berkeley trailing in that game. Um, I know Ian Dombowski, their um, quarterback, he got hurt a little bit in that game. So they made, so Coach Sean Shields made the switch to put him at running back. And, um, you went in, um, Zach Maurice, um, who I've been personally been wanting Coach Shields to play <laughs> because he brings you experience, you know what I mean? And, um, and they they got it done against Troy Athens. They got it done. I mean, like Athens, their record deceives you at one and three, but what? their losses have been by a combined fifteen points. Fifteen points. That's insane. It's we've seen other teams do that over the year. I mean, are they a young team? Because you're no whole, Athens is a veteran see, team, and that's that's the bummer. Because if they were a young team, you're like, oh, watch out. I mean, the the future is mm-hmm. bright for this team. We've seen other teams do that, right? Um, and to have a lead and it evaporated and where do you go? You know, it's, it's just this, the story of the season mm-hmm. is so close. We yeah, were so, so close. It's like, you're so close, but you're, you're so far. Oh, absolutely. But the guts to come back from a 14 0 hole. And I think that's the thing with coach Sean Shields. Of course, he has an experienced team. We talked, he talked to us on the pod um, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. We talked about, um, he has a lot more experience now. He can go to. He has a lot of different With options. Depth and health, and right? that health, and you have health too. And of course, you have health too, which is a huge thing to yeah. have. Um, but when you look at that Berkeley team, four and zero first time yeah. since 2014. Um, when you look at that team, I mean, they got they got. They still go with two quarterbacks, even though I don't understand why. I mean, I really think that. Um, Do you think there's a clear? I think Dombowski's a much better running back than he is at quarterback, to be honest with you. But that's just me. But but um whatever Sean Shields is goes, you know what I mean? Head coach here goes. Hey. I mean, I think I mean it's working for him right He's now. He's pulling the right strings, things are going well. Oh, it's going right now, yeah. Right. And they didn't panic, right? No. I mean, they're they're showing a lot of guts, a lot of maturity, and, and uh fighting. The schedule through. gets tough for Berkeley, you know, when you look at of course the next two games. Um and that's the same thing with Rochester. Rochester and Berkeley are like on this collision course where, but the schedule gets tough for both teams. I mean, Berkeley, big one this week at Hurley against Bloomfield Hills. Um, and then you look at Rochester, big one against Ferndale. Then those two teams yeah. clash last game of the year next week at at, at Hurley. So Yeah, it's it, you're looking at opponents that Bloomfield, uh, Hills, I'm not sure what we're looking at with them. You know, are they... Well, they played Birmingham Brother Rice is a very good team. They they did, but and is it's not looking like the move down from the red is helping them at all. Twenty seven points in two games that doesn't help. I mean, like, yes, he played Rochester. Rochester, you know, we know what they've been, but Birmingham Brother Rice, you know what I mean? Yeah, the different, fact, different, different animal. animal. But yes, they got a quarterback in Tanner Zelinsky. But you are right, Ian. I I don't know if the move down to the to the blue has helped Bloomfield Hills. I thought it'd give them like a boost, and it uh, did early on. Yeah, yeah. It did early on, and then all of a sudden, it's just then they've 
then like those two losses have really dragged him back to earth, yeah. you know. So, but for them, they're looking at this game like, let's make a statement here. Um, we got to make a statement, and I think that's going to be where Berkeley has to stand. You know what I mean? Where Blue Bay has to stand. People look at, of course, some um, the enrollment size. Blue mm-hmm. Bay Hill is much bigger school than Berkeley. Yeah, but when you look at it on paper, you know what I mean. In this game on paper, you know, Berkeley right now. I looked at Berkeley's schedule early on, and I said, okay, that is very soft. You know what I mean? But then they've impressed me with that big win against Athens. Of course, that was huge. Yeah. Made a statement against Troy, um, beat Athens. But this is going to be the next two games for them are going to be the indicators where I think that could really determine where Coach Sean Shields and the Berkeley Bears have. I mean, like, you know, right now I've already checked the playoff projection maps. Um um, Snooze T releases maps, and right now he's got Berkeley right now the number one seed in that very interesting district mm-hmm. that has Groves and Seaholm in there. Yes. So I think that's a very interesting um, – interesting. It's starting to, it's starting to look mm-hmm. as interesting as what's the, the district up north with loaded with like Lake Orion Clarkson yeah, and those and guys. That, so this district with Berkeley doing what they're doing – well, and let's not forget they got Sterling Heights in there. You got, I know, I know, but it's it's it all instantly got more interesting. It got more interesting, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially with how Berkeley's been playing. Um, Rochester, of course, they're in that vaunted district as well. But you know, if there's like a team that we gotta bring up, and <laughs> the Stony Creek Cougars have keep making statements after statements after statements after statements. Yeah, they sent one against Adams. Beating them twenty three to ten on Friday night. Now Adams is a very young team, of course. Starting um, Parker Pico at quarterback. Um, they got an emerging freshman wide receiver in Brady Prescorn. Yeah. Um, and then you look at um, and then you look at Adams is in a lot of trouble right now when you look at them, especially if they got this week. But yeah. But um, Stony Creek. I've been telling, I've been giving. <laughs> People in Macomb County, especially on a certain podcast, watch out for this team. Yeah. Watch out for this team because I will tell you what right now. If I had to take Stony Creek against a Mac Red foe. Ooh. Are you making a big statement? I would take Stony Creek over Chippewa Valley. I would take them over Macomb, Dakota. Whoa. And I would take them over Romeo. And Utica Eisenhower, I take them over all four of those Mac Red teams right now. That's how good this team is right now. Wow. And they bring a lunch pail mentality, the armor up culture. This Stony Creek team, it's they're for real. Yes. And every week we see that they, they can't get rattled. No. I mean, they we I thought this was the Against Adams was the the toughest game, obviously. It, we we thought this week's going to be tough for them. It is but up to this point because they kind of rolled through everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they made statements against Seaholm North. I mean, yes, God. and and now with Adams, and you're looking at it going and watching the scoring as it was happening. It was. It was kind of an interesting game. It was uh, it was in a blowout. They had to work for it. Yeah, they worked for it. And on the road, I mean, you could. It's we didn't even mention this, but it could have been what you say the classic trap game. Um, but not having one ever, ever, Adam. ever 
which I cannot believe that. That is well, amazing. Stony Creek was a school that exists in 2002. Yes. So, but still, you know, usually get one. Sure. You know, um, but anyway, to go in there, handle their business, get in and get out. Um, they are confident. Yep. They're ready to go and they're focused. Yep. And um, it's what a veteran team should be doing at this time of year, getting better, getting stronger. You don't need blowouts every week. No, you don't need blowouts. You need to get tested. Correct. I know they're going to get tested this week. Yes. I mean, when they head down to Southfield. So when you look at Stony Creek, I mean, like, they've gotten good quarterback play from Ryan Eckhout. Mm-hmm. Cameron Buford's been on fire. Yes. Um, the thing that concerns me, though, is – that deep threat. They don't really have that true deep threat, you know, where it could say, okay, um, where we can focus on stopping the run and then force Ryan Eckhout to throw. I think that's going to be Coach Nick Merlo's challenge is developing that passing game. Yeah. Because you know they're going to – their line is very good. When you look at, of course, Austin Jordan, you know, Kevier Ellis, Engelbrat, and that line. But – if you dare Stony Creek to throw in this game, that could be – that's my biggest concern with Stony Creek is can this team develop a deep threat? You know, if they can develop a deep threat, you know, especially at the receiving spot, then I think this is going to be a much more dangerous team. Yeah. It, like like any team, is, if you are balanced, um, you are very dangerous, especially if they can get balanced – Especially yeah. with those lines. Well, and I know what helps you know? them is they can move Burford out, you know, play slot receiver. Yeah. Burford can play anyway. He can play yeah. quarterback. He can play yeah. um he can play It's such um, a luxury to have a player that is so versatile. Yeah, he's very versatile. It's like the very versatile. It's like that utility tool. It's like you can put him anywhere and it does its job. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, it's uh it's fun to watch. Um we are not surprised. No. Um knew it was coming. Saw the writing on the wall. How many uh, more cliches should I throw? Uh, not None. <laughs> but it's fun to see. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw it, uh, you know, last year. I remember that Lake Oregon right? game we very well. S- that was one of those eye openers. You're going, who, what is going What's on? Going this on? is this is real. This isn't some fluke. And I'm I'm glad it's coming through because a program like Stony Creek, it's good to see them find success. And they got, it's and fun. They got it's just East, a lot of fun. And they got sent east. I know. They got sent east instead of going up that vaunted North District. My so, goodness. So now, I mean, with your grand statement, are you saying they're the favorite over there? Let me tell this to Zach and Zach <laughs> right now. You bet you I am telling you this right now. Stony Creek is favored in that district. They are favored. Wow. Ferndale's another one, I think, that would that's been really interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team that though that um twenty eight seven over Troy. Um Ferndale does very well in league, but when they go out of league, they got problems. You know, look at of course the game two weeks ago against Allen Park. Oh yeah. That's it was ugly. That was ugly. Forty nine to eight. This team it's got to do. Ver- they 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 got to figure it out out of league. They got to figure it out against the white. They got to figure it out against the red. I mean, like because for Coach Eric Rowe to make that next step, that's Ferndale's challenge. Yeah. Now they beat Troy. Troy is 
Troy, we know we we both of us had promise with Troy. We were hoping. We were hoping, and then all of a sudden, they like score, hey, fourteen points in two weeks. I know, but I I so wanted to get behind. Actually, the Colts. take that back. Seven well, points in two yes, weeks. Yes, because they were I think last they were shut, shut out, out by Berkeley. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like they started off with the first two games, they're scoring points, looking good, feeling good, and then kind of reverted back to tendencies. Yep. Um. I mean, it's competitive, yeah. right? It's not complete and utter destruction. Um, yeah. So Im- any improvement, I'll take it for the Colts. But still, for Ferndale, Ferndale. It's, for Ferndale, they've got to improve against Auto League. They've got to improve against Auto League. Um, North Farmington, Farmington, kind of what we expected. Yeah. 38-14, North Farmington. Um, Aaron Rice had a big game against um, Farmington's um, defense, which has given you, up over 35 points. Do you think season. they're kind of in free fall, Farmington? I think they're in some trouble. I really do. Um, they've got to figure out some things quick. Um, and there's not a lot of time. I no. mean, a compressed season. Right. And then, of course, we look at um, – and then, of course, Avondale, we know they're starting to get gelling again. I feel bad for Pontiac. I do. Yep. It, yeah, it's tough. It, it is. Um, and then, of course, let's look at the Red Southfield made a statement against Oak Park. I mean, like, you know what? If – I don't know if I want to say this on air here. If you're not sure, don't. <laughs> but I think but I think I owe Tim Conley an apology. Oh. Because apologies are always nice. Last right? year because because what they did to Oak Park was just insane. Yeah. They have a quarterback. I'm still concerned about their depth. Um they got a running back in um Raekwon Lee. They got wide receivers in Robert Army, um, Jeff Bowens. Um, but I owe this team an apology because <laughs> I've been so hard to these guys. Yes. I've been really hard. And they picked up a big win um against Oak Park, against a good nights program, which I, I'm I'm still in shock or struggling. The way they are, um, it's just it, it it just you know when you look at A and T, this is a dangerous team going forward. When you have a freshman at quarterback, yeah, you have a and but the question is going to be program strength always with Southfield, yeah. So that's my apology of the week. <laughs> that's my of the apology. week. You're going to have to apologize every week now. No, I'm not going. To you know that. we could. Oh, well, we could, but. <laughs> You we said, could, but you, that's you said that, enough things over the years. I said enough things. <laughs> I said enough things. Oh, that's funny, Sam. Um, and then of course, um, uh oh, yeah. I think we lost the camera. <laughs> we tilt that bag up. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Is it gonna work? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, here, let me try to fix that. Anyway. All right. it's, uh, <laughs> And then we got to talk Clarkson oh. Lake Orion. I mean, oh, geez, oh. Sammy. this one's going to be hard to watch. Um, when you look at this game here, Clarkston, they look very good. They look really good. But I'm going to look at Lake Orion's side. Lake Orion offensively was, they did not play very well in that game. They just did not have. They look predictable. And people have said to me, you know, and I watched the game from the press box. I watched, I actually did the clock for that game. 
So when you look at Lake Orion, in their case, this Dragon team has scored 14 points in two weeks, which is not good. <laughs> and But this offense has got some problems. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. When you look at them, um, and I said this, Lake Orion's offense, this offense looks predictable. They look predictable. I'm serious. Yeah, the um... there were four plays in that game that could have changed the whole complexion. See, I think you. This is where we kind of diverge in our mm-hmm. opinions. The um, the the first quarter play we were talking about that. Yeah, the fourth down play. Fourth down. Um, Dragons called the right play. I know you're you're saying they should have gone for they points. Should have gone for the points. Yeah. But they called the right play. It worked. Uh, I don't know the who play was, worked. There was a drag across the middle, wide open. Just catch the ball. Catch the ball. He, uh, it was dropped. There's your fourth down. And what did Clarkson do? Went down and scored. Played time for that football. down the field. And um, we know their, uh, the running back situation, an injury of a huge name. AJ Mozan got hurt in that game. That That's a huge loss. Yep. And uh, their top running back. Um, mm-hmm. From a week ago against West Bloomfield, we okay. saw that happen late in that game. Ethan Clark, he yes. didn't play. Huge, didn't play. He didn't play. I thought we'd see him maybe in the second half. We didn't see him at all. No. And their converted receiver wearing Aiden the Brooks. jersey number one picked apart. One or twenty one. Was it twenty one? I, I don't know. I thought it was one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I he was a blur, and there was no drop off in the running game. No, no drop off. So what does that tell you? Who's he running behind? When you're running with Spindler, Dillinger, both Dillingers, Owen Foster, Ben Haas, I mean, like. They took over that game. Yeah. And their force of will basically just trucked the Dragons. I didn't like what Clarkson did after the game, though. I didn't either. Um, I know Lake Orion last year on the road beat them pretty big. Yeah, um, 55 21. I remember and, that. Yes, and we talked about it. We knew that it was, they want, were looking for some payback potentially. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, um, they were, the they had their flag. It. They had their flag. You know what I mean? And I know Kurt Richardson, their coach, he, he let him a, have it. He let him have it. He did. He did a great job of controlling the situation because you don't want it to get ugly. You go, you know, the game's over. You won. You made your statement. And uh, there was some taunting going on. And, you know, it could have gotten ugly quick, but. Give it to the coaching staff over at Clarkson. They got in on it and said, knock it off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things leveled out, and that's the end of the game. But you're right. There were some instances where the Dragons could have pinned them deep um, and decide, you know. But The it's a- one that really bothers me was, you know, the punt where instead of letting Andrew Bryant, a very good punter, punt the ball, yeah. um, you let Kyler Carson do, your quarterback, do like a um, – like a sort of it, like a punt, like there. Yeah, it was block, almost like a rugby. It got blocked. Yeah, it was like a rugby style. We saw Clarkston uh, do it to uh, DePillo did a good job of it against West Bloomfield mm-hmm. the week prior. Right, where you're in the shotgun, you grab it. It looks like you're going to do a read, and then you just kind of pooch punt it. Mm-hmm. And the Dragons tried to do the same they did thing it against UD Jesuit, but UD Jesuit and Clarkston two different opponents. Completely, and especially when the push they were getting up front, Clarkston on Lake Orion's offensive line. Um. It failed miserably, and they got the ball in good field position. Went right down and scored. It put the defense in a really tough strain. Yes. You know and what I mean? And to come back, to have to fight from a hole it's for difficult. Lake Orion, it's difficult, especially it's difficult. when the passing game's really not clicking. Not clicking, yeah. And But I, here's, here's my big takeaway. 
the surprise I had were like, oh, oh, um, at least for Lake Orion, was uh, DePillo's arm. Yep. He was dropping dimes that we did not see against West Bloomfield. He didn't look comfortable. It basically looked like Utica Eisenhower oh, all over again. He it was, looked like Utica Eisenhower all over again. He looked really comfortable in the pocket. He made the right decisions. The ball was on time, right between the numbers. Uh, the receivers didn't have to make spectacular catches. And the long ball, they threw over I will the, be curious next it year. It was unbelievable. You know, Clarkson will have that line next year, how the pillow's going to do. Yeah, well, yeah, we I can talk curious. next year. We we you even brought year. up, they go, hey, what if they played in the spring? What if they played in the spring? Right. Different they, al- maybe a different outcome. Could be, but they didn't. They didn't. And But I have to uh, kudos to Clarkson's quarterback because – and the game plan and the scheme and the coaching staff. They because it seemed like they caught Lake Orion a little off guard with the long they ball. They caught him off guard. It basically followed Utica, what Utica Eisenhower did to him last year in the playoffs. I mean, Threw that's over basically top. what happened. Threw what? over the top, basically just exposed the pass defense and basically, um, you know, and then and, took and it Because you know, Sam, once you once that uh, the long ball over the top is working, You're play, in trouble. play action chews you up. Mm-hmm. Because it was drop back, handed off, and they're like, w- they didn't know what to cover and when, cover. and with the holes that uh, the big, uh, the big guys were making, <laughs> it was it was a I would say a long night, but it was a quick night because that clock kept running. Yeah, yeah, and so it was a it was a long night for the Dragons, but you, hey, Clarkson, they look good. They look like them their old selves. Can Lake Orion they get look this balanced. thing fixed? Can Lake Orion get this thing fixed? I think so. Um, the quarterback situation for Lake Orion is still one of those uh, head scratchers. Are they going to settle on somebody? Think, I still think, you know, to be honest with you, I still think Carson is the right guy. I still think he is. I mean, like, even though Bruno, you know, Bruno scored the, um, got the only touchdown, but I, they've got some things they got to address. So that is the big question. Um, before we move on to, um, making our picks for week number five, um, this week, um, Let's forget, I mean, let's not say, you know, Troy Athens this week, they have a bye week. Um, don't know why, because St. John's had to, um, St. John's had to back out of their um, non-conference game with Troy Athens. Um, so Troy Athens has an unexpected bye, but we look in the way of the coronavirus world that we're living in. There could be an opponent possible for Troy Athens. Yeah. I mean, so Troy Saint Athens. John's. Yeah, Troy Athens has an unexpected bye week looming. Um this week they have Troy next week, which is going to be very interesting. Um, but well, a lot of the teams in the OAA who have run into the COVID situation mm-hmm. have been lucky enough to find another opponent. Right, but Lake Orion yeah. right now is in a really tough spot. Yeah. The fact they played three games right now. I mean, if you if you play four games, you automatically in for yeah. the playoffs. So you know, so if you're Lake Orion, you know it's important for them to stay healthy. It's, uh stay healthy, sure, and their next week opponent. Is Farmington. Yes, yeah, so that um, could be the confidence booster again. That could be, yeah. But they don't want to. Right. Uh, could that be a trap? I, I can't see that being a trap game. Uh, I don't think it's a trap game. Um, well, that will be our first game to look at, Lake Orion yeah, yeah. Farmington. Um, I don't think this is a trap game. I, Farmington's given up 35 points in each of their um, four games this year. I mean, they are yeah. a young defense. Um They've got some issues. I think this defense bounces back in a big way, but if it comes down to the offense, if the offense finds a way and clicks like they did against Oak Park, yeah, um, I think like I think this is a blowout. But if the, the, the offense has to find a way, yeah, to uh, make some noise in this game, yeah, I agree. The 
I, at this point, at least for the Dragons, I'm still trying to figure out what are they. I thought I knew after Oak Park, and then after uh, UAD, you're going, mm. I think they need to do some. I'm not sure what not we're looking 14 at. 14 points in two weeks. It's not going to get it done. Okay. So I've got Lake Orion in this game. You going Lake Orion too? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, it's at home again. It's at home. Boy, have, has the Dragons have a favorable schedule. I know. A lot of home games. And then, of course, you got Groves at Oak Park. You know what I mean? This will be an interesting game. I'll take uh, Groves. You got Groves. Yeah. I got Groves, Oak, too. Oak Park's been limping. I don't I, at I this point. I got Groves, too. I mean, they're rolling right now. Um, they've had a very emotional loss to Seaholm. Um, that was a very tough loss <laughs> to take. Uh, it's an cla- instant classic game. It, mm-hmm. It's... Um, I really hope uh, the listeners on OA now and everybody get out gets out there and gets a chance to see that game. I mean, that was That's one I got to dig up. I yeah, have to. Watch. I will dig that up for you. Please, I will dig that up. Please, for please, please. You. Um, and then we got um North Farmington at Oxford. This is going to be an interesting game. So, two and two, two both teams are two and two. Um, this will be very interesting. Two and two, and I'm like, so Oxford. It's at Oxford. I know, and I feel like Oxford's. Better than we're seeing, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in person yet. Um, I was trying to tune in the game; they didn't have it. Uh, you know, uh, and then last week. North Farmington and North Farmington is kind of a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. Um, I'm gonna go North Farmington. You're gonna go North? Yeah. I'm gonna go Oxford. Okay. Because I think the Wildcats have enough depth. Brady Carpenter makes a difference in this game. I'm gonna go Oxford. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think uh, I'm gonna go North. Let's just see what happens. Does Adams have a chance against West Bloomfield? No. Yeah. West Bloomfield's feeling it. Um, mm-hmm. That that loss to Clarkston stung. And they took stung, it out on Oxford. And they and they did. That was they a, took it out on Oxford. They did. It was over after. I mean, a quarter and a half. Yeah. Um, no, West Bloomfield rolls. Um, and then we got Clarkston and um, Seaholm. This is going to be an interesting game. Do you think it's going to be interesting or do you think it's got blowout? <sighs> so one of two things can happen. Mm-hmm. After a big emotional right, yep. win and you're like, ah, what can happen? Disaster. You Let can down. come crashing down big because it was your rival, right? Right. The next game is like, oh, it's just a, it's a big one. We're going on the road, and sometimes that you're that, going to Clarkson. That, that crash can come. Um, will it happen? I don't know. Uh, only coach knows that. You know, he knows the temperature like coach of Jimmy his. Wall. Yep, he knows the temperature of his team in that locker room. How they feeling? They're riding high. Clarkston cannot sit back. Because it is a quality opponent coming in, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think uh, Clarkson just has too much up front. Yeah, and I'm looking the at the way that those too. guys take over the game. It's mm-hmm. I think it's going to be too crazy. much Clarkson in this game. I really think the Wolves are going to be a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, and I don't think it matters who's running the ball at this point for the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the blue now before we before we talk the top three games. Of course. Our most interesting games I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Avondale Royal Oak. <laughs> My goodness. Is that an inter- interesting game? Well, both teams are tying in playoff points right now coming in. Really? Yeah, they're both at, Yeah, both teams are tying playoff points, have same identical records at one and three. 
Um, Royal Oak got destroyed last week by um, Rochester, and then um, Avondale coming off, we know, Pontiac. but that destruction in Pontiac. Well, maybe uh, it's a closer game, not a lot of points. I don't know. These they're these guys, I don't know. You, you try to you pick them. Maybe you'll go Avondale. You know, it's funny because Royal Oak beat Avondale a lot in boy in boys basketball last year. Okay, it was a tale of two. It was like <laughs> very low scoring games. This is a tough one because this is going to be a very interesting. I, one. I think Avondale. Let's go Avondale. You got Just, Avondale. Yeah, I, but that's complete coin flip. You know, I'm going Avondale route. Ooh, I'm going Avondale route. All I right. think they. You think the? Uh, I think they're starting to find their identity a little bit. I think Royal Oak's uh, defensive situation there is more dire than. Yeah, their defensive situation is more dire mm. over there. I mean, like I just think that it's more dire over there. Okay. Now let's look you at my. Out. Let's look at some interesting games in the blue. We got Troy and Pontiac at Don Colt Stadium. I think Troy bounces back. I think the like you said, you saw the depth of Pontiac, and it's just there's just not a lot of bodies there. And at this point of the season, regardless if you're winning or losing, you have injuries, you're beat up. Right, I mean, this is the guts of the season. You know what's, you know what, ma- you know what makes this interesting? Yeah, Pontiac. If the districts and if the district started today, are the fifth seed in their district. They would be going up to Bay City Central. Whoa, they'd be going up to Bay City Central in their districts. Wouldn't that be interesting? And I'll tell you what, I think Pontiac has a chance in that game against Bay City, Bay City Central. Central. Yeah, I think they got a chance. What about the game this Friday? Um, I think it's going to be a close game. So do I. I think it's going to come down to three field goals by Ryan Plesso. <laughs> I think really. It's be, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's going to be nine to six <laughs> oh, in favor of Troy. Really? Really? Because you don't think they get a touchdown? No. I think Pontiac. I think I think Pontiac finds a way to keep them out of the end zone. I'm going to say twenty-one seven. Okay. Troy. Twenty-one seven. 21-7. Okay. I think they're going to score some points. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know they can do it. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. So, let's, yeah. Let's look at the most. Wow. Let's look at the other interesting games we got. Um, <laughs> We got two in the blue that are going to be really interesting. Um, Ferndale at Rochester. This is going to be a really good game, I think. Um, when you look at, if it comes down to a depth contest, it favors Rochester. But both these teams have some athletes. Rochester's got experience. Ferndale, we know about. Can this be for Ferndale? Can it, for them the test? You know what I mean to yeah. get, you know, for them. You know, even though it's a league opponent, but Rochester's one of those big schools. Um, but this is the test for Ferndale because, yes, they've had they've had problems against out of school out of league teams, but Rochester, of course, let's not forget this is a team that you know they've got experience on their side. They got a ton of talent on their side. For Eric Royal, this is a statement game for Ferndale. Do you think? Oh, Ferndale, it is. I think it's a statement game for both. You think it's a statement game for both? So Rochester, yes, they're riding high, right? Yeah, they got a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Ferndale's uh, gonna be their toughest game this year. Agreed. And Rochester's lucky that it's at home. Mm-hmm. Because what do we always say? It's about seven point swing but at home, if right? They, if they would have went down to Ferndale, I think we might. Be, I think it might be a different situation. So I'm going to say Rochester by one. Ooh. Right? I yeah. mean, I think it's that close. I think it's that close, too. I really do. I mean, like, Eric Royal's got a juggernaut down there at Ferndale. 
I mean, if it if it comes down, if Rochester uses their depth in this game, I think Rochester wins in a blowout. But Ferndale's got something. Ferndale's got something that really impresses me. I mean, like they've got. I mean, they're. I mean, like especially in league opponents. Yeah, they've already beaten Troy and Troy Athens, both Division One schools mm-hmm. already. So. I think this is going to be a very similar game to when they played against Troy Athens. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it'll be a seven-point game. Ooh. Okay. I like Rochester in this game because of the because I think Alex Blano is going to find a way to get get it done. I think Rochester wins this game very close. And you know, for for me, the way Rochester is going, that's it, almost. They're four and all first time since I know it's 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 the feel good one of the feel good stories of 2020 mm-hmm. and it's a team that you're going okay this game on the schedule is going to I think is going to define yes uh, it, this is real and if they can take down Ferndale I think it's going to be um, I don't say that. They pass the midterm, or they pass the the final exam, saying yes. I think the this test for them is going to be Berkeley. Think I think so? that's going to be the test for them. Um, but Ferndale's a very quality opponent. Let's not forget that. I mean, like Ferndale, I think it's going to give Rochester big problems in this game. I really yeah. do. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be one, but at one point, I think it's going to be very, very close. And then let's look at um Berkeley and Bloomfield Hills at Hurley. This is probably going to be Hurley's <laughs> biggest game maybe since 2015. Um, when you look at this game. Berkeley, this is going to be Berkeley's best quarterback they've seen in Tanner Zelensky. Um, When you look at the Bears, they have been just, they've went through a ton of stress last week in Troy Athens. But they have a lot of, they have a lot of confidence that they can come yes. back. Um, Bloomfield Hills last two weeks, 27 points yeah. in two weeks. That's bad. It's, um, I can't you, figure them out. Berkeley, of course, you know, let's not forget they have William Saris on the outside. You look at both Dombowski's, um, and then and then and then um either playing quarterback or Adam running back. Um this will be very interesting to see. Yeah. Um uh, who do you got in that game? <laughs> who do you have? Berkeley. So do I. And then our last game we got is Stony Creek and Southfield A and T. This is gonna be really interesting. Yeah. Um, when you look at these these two teams on paper, Does um, it, do you think it's going to be that close? The way yes, Stoney's I do. Playing? Yes, I do. Here's why: I think Southfield's a team that you know they want to prove they're back. They want to prove that you know we're here, mm-hmm. we're for real. I mean, like they we've had a couple tough losses to them, Clarkston, and we've had a we had a tough loss to West Bluefield. Yeah, I mean, like, and then. Look at Stony. You bring in a juggernaut like Stony Creek. I mean, like this team could be very. This team, we know they're running on all cylinders. Do you think they stumble? Because we've seen a lot of teams that are rolling like Stony, mm-hmm. that having one loss or something go wrong, like a close game, is actually. I hate to say it, a boost for the you know to, to refocus year, them. I think last year had a lot to do with Stony. Losing all those close games a year ago. You think that was? I think that was the formula. But, this, going? but but for Stony Creek, this is a red opponent. They have struggled against the red. When you look at last year when they lost Lake Orion, Lake yeah. Orion was a red opponent. Um, Stony Creek against the red has had some issues. 
Southfield Arts and Tech is a red opponent. This is going to be a very tight game. This is the nu- another hurdle of the armor up culture. This is another hurdle to beat somebody in the red. Yeah. Is this Stony Creek's chance to do it? I think it is. So do I. Because here's why. Cameron Burford's going to have a huge game. But if you attack Southfield's secondary, I don't trust that secondary at all. If Southfield, I think, I think they're going to find a way in that game. The armor-up culture is going to find a way in that game. And I agree. Uh, <laughs> to beat a red opponent is always a boost. Mm-hmm. It's a um, major but, boost. But at this point, I don't even know if Stony Creek is even looking at blue and red and white. They're just saying, who's in front of me? Let's go get them. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and especially with looming with their district with, with the um with the Mac Red. It doesn't looming. matter. It doesn't matter. No. And I've been saying this to Zach and Zach for weeks. <laughs> Watch out for Stony Creek. So I, I agree. I think this is gonna be a tight game. I think it's gonna be a challenge. Um I know uh Stoney and Adams went toe to toe and it was a tight game for a while and uh, Stoney Stoney uh, spread it out and took take quarterback coordinator matchup is going to be very interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. The offensive coordinator, um, it's going to be Aaron Marshall against Gary Griffith. That is the offensive coordinator versus defensive coordinator matchup. That's going to be a good, ma- good match there. The quarterback matchup between Isaiah Marshall and um, Ryan Eckhout. That's going to be very interesting there. Yeah. You got Cam Bruford, Robert Army. I mean, like, if it comes down, if it comes down <laughs> to individual players – you would have to give an edge to Southfield. But with the, with the physicality up front and the line up front, I think that's going to be the difference in that game. Because Stony Creek, that line does not wither no. as the game goes along. No, they get stronger. They get stronger, and they will beat you into submission. So I see Stony seven points. You Stony Creek by seven. You think it's going to be like I a 28-21 game? Something like that, yeah. It's going to be close. I, I could see maybe a one two score game maybe I mean like I just think that Stony Creek um they're rolling on all cylinders right now um you're right they're they're taking all challengers by account they are it's who's next yeah, who's next any team to watch is, has to be an upset alert this week do you have one I do um I would say Berkeley has to be an upset alert. Um, because of um, Lumpia Hills, Tan- Tyson Zinski, their quarterback. That's a team that's on upset alert. Anybody on you? I'd say Rochester. Rochester? Because it, they're feeling so good about themselves, sometimes you overlook. And you, right? have, a, you have a quality, quality opponent, opponent. Coming, down, coming up there in Ferndale. Yeah. Um, that's a game to be careful for. Yeah, that, Rochester's my upset opponent. You know, watch out. Um, so... When we look at, of course, the um, we look at, of course, um, we look at going into the playoffs. Um, when you look at the playoffs situation, <laughs> how that's unfolded. I mean, like right now, is there a team in the postseason oh, that could be very dangerous? I think you're, I think there's one that could be really dangerous that nobody's seen, and okay. I think that's Southfield Arts and Tech. Here's why. Let's say, for example, if Southfield Arts and Tech plays Sterling Heights Stevenson. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a really good game between those two teams because I think that A&T, they have the quarterback. I'm a little concerned about their depth, but that's a game I would look forward to in the no. playoffs. 
I mean, I, I know you love doing this. You love looking ahead. I mean, even at the start of the season, you're I just looking. Gotta be careful. You look take, ahead. I gotta be careful and take <laughs> steps back. I know you do. You jump right to the end and go. I'm enjoying this regular season more so than I thought I would. I mean, yeah. there's like uh, like we said about like Rochester and Stony and some others. Like, there's some really great storylines. Rochester. And, Rochester. It's been a lot of fun. You look, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, like Great Rochester games. is rolling again. Berkeley's four and zero. I mean, like, yeah, first yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like since, since 2014, Rochester four and zero first time since yeah. 1993. I mean, like, my goodness. There's, there's, it's a lot of fun, and you know, um, it's, it's like a mixture of emotion when you, when we were uh, sitting around going, are we going to have football? You know, and now we have it, and now it's turned into a ton of fun. It's you know? gotten a lot of fun. And I, and I also think, you know, what also helps everybody staying healthy. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, and we can't, we can't uh, discount that at all because I mean, there's so many chances for um, stuff to go haywire. Even you know? though virus, virus counts are up right now, which is not good. And uh, yeah, and I'm just, I'm just crossing my fingers that we make it through the regular season and, Everybody's Playoffs. healthy. We get there. We get, get let's there. Let's get there get and to winter see what to happens. Get to basketball season as well. Oh, basketball. I, I yeah. did release my top twenty um two for basketball. You did already. I did. Um, it's an early season. It's not in projections or preview. Right. They're at the blog at Sammy Semicolon Um. Yeah, and with basketball, not to uh, not too to long. get to get like a weird rubberneck on this sort of thing. But the uh, basketball, we're working on schedules. We're still uh, anticipating. Uh, modified schedules, some sort of thing coming. So it's still kind of right now. You know, as right far now, as there's 20 the games. games the you know, they yeah. did they did release districts for basketball. Um, I have them up on my blog at Sammy Semicolon We'll go over the districts sometime. You know, when we get closer to the start of the season. Yeah. So yeah, but there's way too much football going on. Oh, yeah. And also, I understand that you have a uh, a soccer preview for the soccer district. Yes, as well. I do. Um, if you are um. I think watch out for Athens. Athens last year is the defending state champion. Um, they couldn't make some noise in Division One. Um, I think that. Um, but watch for Berkeley as well. They're. I think they're in the same district. Um, so it's going to be very interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, so if we, we have, I think this week is the end of the regular season, correct? For uh, soccer starts district week. Yes, it this is. Week. Okay. Yeah, district week. Then all the last week. couple games are today and maybe tomorrow, and then districts mm-hmm. hit. Yep, districts start. Up on Wednesday, so that'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, um, postseason coming, Sammy. Oh yeah, got. I think you got regional this weekend for cross country, isn't it? Uh yeah, the pre-regional. Well, actually, I think they're doing the OA red and blue and white uh, championship Ooh, race. So that was added. That yeah, was gonna be interesting. That schedule is still being maneuvered and changed every week. Oh, that's what we live in right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, now I'm gonna sign off here this week. Um, take care, buddy. Um, see you all next week. Um, hopefully Troy Athens gets a game this week. Yeah, hopefully. Um, take care and see you all next week, everybody. Thanks, Sam. Play now is produced by Sammy Tierney, and the views on this show are his and mine alone. I like that. It has got a nice little ring to it. Yes. If you'd like to make your own podcast, give ONTV a call at 248-393-1060. We're doing individual classes now. Ooh. So get on the air. That's it for OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.